When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I, I guess the best way I would describe it, it was really like the purge horn, which is the reassuring. purge. <laughs> the I've movie, never the purge. seen it, but I know the concept. Is it a horn goes off to start the hey to the start festivities? The purge. Yes, the yes. purge. It's sundown to sunrise, and boy, is it a troubling concept and. Kind of feels like we're not that far off from it. No. I mean, that's the direction the country's headed, right? <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, everybody. Just a little light political humor on a fine Tuesday here <laughs> as we battle the snow. I can't I can't imagine that you feel like it's it's so nuts that we had a horn that would just let everybody know because it was so efficient. I was- I, I don't think it's nuts. Again, if it's the 1700s. <laughs> 19 Did they have horns in the 1700s? I don't even know. 1980s, we were concerned about nuclear war. We had people going to space. Like, right. if we were doing that, why did we not advance past the technology of just a really loud public sound to notify everyone that there's no school today? Well, it was the same horn for nuclear war coming. So That's then how did you know the difference? <laughs> because it was at 7 a.m. Nuclear war takes place in the afternoon? Yeah. <laughs> because if it happened at 7 a.m. on the dot, you knew that's what it meant. <laughs> or we're all going up in flames and it's the day after. Yeah, there you go. Horn's going off just because everything's already destroyed. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. At that point, we probably don't need the horn to alert us to the fact that everything's destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> That really did sound more like a cow than a horn. I can't argue that. Yeah. I thought that was a drop that Handman played. That was live? That was me. Yeah, no, that was him. I, I thought that. Yes, he's doing it again. I'm he thinks that's right a now. horn. That's his that's interpretation a of a horn. Yeah, that's a cow, and I legit thought it was Handman hitting a drop. <laughs> if you made that sound to anyone here at ESPN, and there's hundreds if not thousands of people here today. I have no, I, I'm just guessing, but I'd it's imagine a snow it's a day. lot. There's it's a snow day. There's probably a couple dozen. A <laughs> couple dozen people. You play that sound. You say, look, not a trick. Just going to play a sound for you. You tell me what you think this is. How many people out of 20 guess that that's a cow? One more time, please. One more time what? Oh, it is now a drop. Yeah, I it's just wanted to hear a drop. Okay. Yes, Handman did make it a drop. What else would you possibly guess? Horn would be item 300? Yeah, if we family feuded this, I don't think horn is more than one. (laughs) What is this sound? Top six Uh, answers on the board. Cow. (laughs) Horn? You win. Showcase showdown, which is the price is right, as I realized that was coming out of my mouth. That's all right. You really need to watch more game shows. Get Get it straight.
Yeah, that's what I need. I need more game shows. That's the one thing I realize when I look at myself in the mirror every day. Not enough game shows in my diet. Well, that's what I say when I look in the mirror every day. (laughs) Scarlett versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. You know, we talked about Chris Canty and uh, his take yesterday that the 49ers window is closed and it's over for them at this point. But he also put out, the power rankings for the top five Super Bowl contenders for next year. So are you ready to hear what Canty's top five Super Bowl contenders for next year are? Giddy up. Okay, let's do it. Number five. It's like I'm doing his whole bit for him. It's the Houston Texans he oh, has get at number what? five. The Houston Texans. At number five. All right. For a Super Bowl contender. So now we're going to start with that, which means we have to indulge the rest here. This should be great because we're going to clearly be leaving off some good teams for the Houston Texans. All right, go ahead. I'm done talking until you get through this. Okay. Number four. Number four. Is the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals. Number three. The Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions. Number two. The Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens and number one, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, here's what's most interesting to me is that Canty has one NFC team on this list. And as you covered so eloquently early in the show, the San Francisco 49ers are the favorites right now in Vegas for one reason and one reason only. And that is the path through the NFC versus the path through the AFC, and it makes it so much easier when you have what is clearly a much, much more friendly path to get to the Super Bowl, thus taking a little bit less out of you to get there and making you a favorite. Accurate? Accurate in the way you're assessing? Yeah, yeah, you got that. You got that nailed. I thought you meant talking about Canty's list, not accurate. Oh, no, Canty's list is garbage. (laughs) Not going that far, but okay, so be it. Uh, wait, let, let's start with this. Why does Baltimore get to be number two, but Dallas isn't on it, Philly's mm-hmm. not on it, and San Francisco's not on it? I need help there because I can come up with all the reasons why Philly and Dallas shouldn't be on it. I can understand why San Francisco's not on it. Why does Baltimore get to be on it? Baltimore can't beat anybody when it matters. Baltimore's history is that of the Philadelphia 76ers. We're going to look really good in the regular season, and then we are going to fold up shop when it matters. That is the Baltimore Ravens in a nutshell, and there's nothing anyone in Baltimore can say that's going to refute that because there's no evidence contrary. You beat nobodies when you get to the playoffs, and then when it becomes big boy time, you go MIA. Why do they get to be number two on this list? Well, I'm not going to argue for him. For me, they would be on the list. They would not be number two. And I think when you look at their season overall, you have an MVP quarterback who, yes, came up short when it came to the AFC championship game. You had a point differential this season of over 200, which was the best in the league, and you were 13-4. and And I think you can look at that team and pretty much assert that the majority of it is going to be coming back. So I think that's what puts Baltimore on that list. But who cares? You're bringing back all the guys who can't win in the playoffs. Okay, so you're going to continue not winning in the playoffs? All right, well, to your point, though, earlier you said, why are the Cowboys not on the list and Baltimore is on the list? Who's got a worse playoff record, uh, track record? 
that's the thing. With Dallas, I completely understand. Dallas yeah. has won some playoff games. Like, they knocked out Tom Brady last year. They smoked him in the opening round. I agree with Canty that Dallas probably shouldn't be considered a contender. I'm okay with that. But then how do you throw Baltimore at two? Because you got a two-time MVP there. Who cares? He's a regular season MVP. He doesn't do anything in the playoffs. He is a regular season MVP. When we have the Lamar Jackson conversation, we need to have two different conversations. We need to talk about him in the regular season, and we can talk all about his greatness. But then when we talk about the playoff Lamar Jackson, we have to talk about how he stinks in the playoffs. You have to do both conversations. I don't want to hear in the playoff conversation how he's won two MVPs. That guy doesn't show up in the playoffs. That guy's a regular season guy, and he deserves all the regular season credit in the world. But the playoff Lamar Jackson is not a two-time MVP. That's a guy who doesn't win in the playoffs. That's all it is. All it is. Lamar Jackson is not getting past Patrick Mahomes. And but for me, he is at the very top of the list of guys who is not getting past Patrick Mahomes. That's why I have the Ravens probably around the three four range on that list. Who's at the top? The Chiefs are at the top. Chiefs, okay, what else you got? They have to stay there. Um I- I'm putting the Green Bay Packers very much in this list. Top five. Yeah. I okay, think now, the, we're, I think co- the now Packers... we're cooking a little bit here. We got some Crisco out. We're cooking. Well, the reason why is that they have found their quarterback. And this guy looks like he's more than capable. And now I look at a young core of receivers that they have to work with who I like a lot. I think they can be outstanding. They got a couple of young tight ends. They have excellent I, – I think they have really good linebackers. And I think they have a defense that's going to improve this year. I am curious about what Jeff Halfley is going to do with that defense. But I think that defense is going to improve this season. Jair Alexander's a really good player. Um, For me, I would put the Packers very much in that discussion. So the Packers are in this discussion for the five. You've got the Chiefs in there. You said you had the Ravens in there, but not two. Who else is getting up there? Lions are still in it. We're going with the Lions. So now we really only have one spot left, and there's San Francisco, there's Philly, there's Dallas, there's Harbaugh's Chargers, there's yep. the Jaguars, there's the Bills, there's Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I'd imagine it's them. I know you it's like them. them. It's them. So the we're Bengals leaving everybody West. else out. Browns yep. are out, Steelers are out, Bills are out, Dolphins are out, everyone from the AFC South is out, everyone not named the Chiefs from the West is out, Eagles, Cowboys, entire NFC East out. You gave me a lot of teams right there that, as you would say, are not serious teams. Okay. A lot of teams that are not serious teams. Very interesting. Very mm-hmm. interesting. We'll take your list, which is still in flux. It's still being developed in terms of the one the five ranking. We put it up against Canties. We shotgun it on the internet. We start a little bit of a riot. How does that sound? I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like it if I'm not, you know, physically present. For I mean, it. I don't want to be a part of it, but I certainly could, you know, remove myself and then just, you know, be the. I am happy to incite it and then walk exactly. away. Happy I'll, to. I'll be the incited. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Joseph, you are not going to believe, not going to believe who the hottest team is in the NBA right now. And you know who's responsible? Us. Mm. You're welcome. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Pat. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Figure roll layup, no good. Rebound, Dick, follow, blocked by Wemby. That's the 10th block for Victor Wembanyama. Here's Vassell on the left wing, rises up for a three. Off the back of the rim, no good. Rebound tipped in the corner of Vassell. Behind the back, pass inside. Victor Wembanyama with a slam dunk. The assist of the year. Wow. I'll tell you, he has been just so much fun to watch on nights like last night. That was WOAI San Antonio. Victor Wembanyama has 27, 14, 5 assists, 10 blocks last night. 10 blocks, Joseph. It was Victor Webanyama Day. It really was. If Holy you're the cow. Spurs, you have to be thrilled at the fact that not only is this pick working out from an on-court production standpoint, but that mm. he's actually on the court producing, yes. right? At that body size, there's a lot of concern as to injuries, whether or not you need to manage that guy night to night. He's played a large portion of their games, a large portion. It's not like they're playing him 20 minutes a night every three games and keeping him in bubble wrap the rest of the time. He's out there producing at a high level. Now, the rest of the team – I don't know what they're going to do moving forward, but they've got a major generational piece in play right now. How they build this out over the next three years is going to be fascinating to watch. Yeah, I I don't know what this is going to look like around him, right? I'm really interested to see what that seems to play out like, but if he's going to be able to stay this healthy, like if if they're going to get north of 65 from him every year, Wow. I mean, I, it, listen, I, I won't lie. When you see the injury happen last year to Chet Holmgren, and you know what, Weminyama's had some issues before with his foot and such, it still scared the hell out of me when you're taking him number one overall because you know what he is capable of being, but you also know how quickly that can go south on you. Do you think free agents will want to go to San Antonio to sign and play with him? Yeah, I kind of do. I That's mean, a big couple, part of this equation. Yeah, a couple of things there. 
I mean, first of all, no state income tax. That's not going to hurt the situation, right? That's not at all. What I don't know what the number is, but another ten percent of your money that you're seeing, roughly, and then you get a chance to play with a guy like that. I I think it's still going to be another year or so when uh, other players really get a great feel for what he can be. But when you see that game continue to develop, I don't know how you wouldn't be excited for that. No. I, I don't know. You just would have to realize you're not going to be the star there. And it's as Carla- long as you're okay with that, moving yeah. forward, you could have a real opportunity to compete. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M Channel 80. Meanwhile, in case you didn't notice, you look up, who's the best team in the league right now? So Boston Celtics are 41-12. and 41-12. and 12. Right now on ESPN Bet, odds to win the championship top three clippers five to one denver plus 425 boston plus 260 so boston is the favorite right now to win the championship and joe this is amazing to me you think about the boston celtics it's not like you would go and immediately think well, Jalen Brown's had an amazing year. Well, Jason Tatum has been absolutely off the charts. But how can you be 41-12 and 12 and Jason Tatum right now is 100-1 to 1 to win the MVP? How is that possible? I'll answer your question with a question. Mm. What's Tatum's signature moment this season? He doesn't have one. There you go. And that's, that's not why. a knock on Tatum. But in a year where we've watched Embiid go for – what did he go for? Did he go for 70? 70. Embiid went for 70. By the way, it hasn't been the same since. Remember, Bobby Marks brought that up last week. Exactly right. What he went for, what Luka's done this season, we have had these star power games. Carl Anthony Towns went for 60 in a loss to the Hornets, but we still remember it. We remember they lost to the Hornets, but we still remember it. You're going to win the MVP award. You need the superstar moments that come with it. Tatum is an extraordinary basketball player. He's the star of the best team in the NBA. And they're not just the best team, you know, in the standings. They're five and a half clear of the two seed right now. We're not even at the all-star break, and they're five and a half clear of a team that's won like 15 of its last 17 games in the Cleveland Cavaliers. Something crazy like that. They're five and a half clear of those guys. But Tatum doesn't have that. He has a 27, what, 7 and 4 stat line. Yeah, Fantastic. He's 10th in the league in scoring yeah. right now. He, he, he checks a ton of boxes. But like Mike Trout, do you ever hear from Jason Tatum? Do you ever see him in a commercial? Do you know what he sounds like? We know what LeBron sounds like. We know what Lucas sounds like. The microphone's in front of his face as often as possible when he's on national TV. We hear from Embiid all the time. We even know about Jokic. Jokic is as quiet and subdued as he can be. We hear from Jokic all the time. We know about how he just wants to go back and watch horses and raise horses and race horses and all the stuff he wants to do in the offseason. Do I have to stay for the uh, parade? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But he's the guy that's going to go out there and he's going to give you a 40-point triple-double and we're all going to talk about it the next day. Embiid's going to go out there and score 30 points, what, 20 games in a row, and we're going to talk about it the next day. You're going to get the performances from LeBron and Dame Lillard and Giannis, who was ridiculous last night. Tatum hasn't done that. He doesn't have the signature moments that have you standing up going, wow, has anyone seen what Jason Tatum is doing in Boston this season? We spent half the show talking about Victor Wembanyama because he had a triple-double with 10 blocks. Tatum's been great, but he doesn't have the signature moments, so he's not getting the recognition. So he's played 50 of 53 games. How many- <laughs> That's insane. Yes. How many games... 
do you think that Jason Tatum has a 40-point game this year out of those 50 games? Five or six? Two. Two? He's got two 45-point yeah. games. And that's not a knock because he's got a great no. team around him. And but that's again, what it's not somebody that, that everybody just steps up and takes notice. Oh, yeah. my God. Think about some of your MVP candidates. When Russell Westbrook won as a six seed years ago, he averaged a triple-double. That was a big storyline that a guy could average a triple-double. Look at what James Harden was doing from a scoring perspective the years he won. Look at what Steph Curry did from three-point range the years he won, right? The LeBron seasons where he put these bad teams on his back and just carried them to the conference finals. All these MVPs have these signature moments or these things that we just latch onto, like Jokic and the ridiculous passing, the human highlight reel. Dame Lillard's known for Dame time. What is Jason Tatum known for? He's a great player, but he just doesn't pop from the box office standpoint. And that's the thing that hurts him when it comes to trying to garner attention from these awards. Like, you got to have those signature moments, and he doesn't have them. Is there anybody that you look at right now? Because I've got somebody that I, I if, if I was going to do it, which I probably will, I would put a few bucks on because I, I think it's worth it. Is there anybody right now that you look at and you think this is the guy that could absolutely be in the mix for winning a MVP this season? And he's not Jokic. And he's not Giannis. Who is it? I mean, I'm looking at another guy high up the odds board. Are you talking about him? Are we looking yes. for like longer shots? No, no. Then go ahead and drop your boy. SGA. Yeah. I mean, he was nine to one about a month and a half ago, and he has been putting together some big time performances this season. Now currently plus three fifty. And when you also factor in where that organization has been for a while and how that how they have built it and all of a sudden here they are in the what are they in the two spot in the West? Yep. Right now. They play great defense, I mean, fun to watch. It's awfully hard for me to argue against that right now. Um and I don't think the Oklahoma City thing works against him. I still think he's a relative unknown's not the word, but nobody is flocking to the TV yet. I got to see SGA tonight, but I feel like that's going to change. I want to throw one name at you that has nothing to do with the MVP race. And I want to see what you have to say about this. Zion Williamson has played 43 of 54 games this season. It feels like no one talks about him at all. Mm-hmm. Have we just all moved on from, from Zion? Are we just done with him as like the potential next face, a potential MVP candidate? Like The big knock was that this guy doesn't play. He can't get on the court. He's out of shape. But his team is currently the five seed. They're ahead of the Suns, the Kings, the Mavericks, the Lakers, the Warriors. He's played 43 of 54 games, and no one talks about him. He doesn't even appear on any of the TV shows. We're not done with him. We're not done with him, but it's more of a, you know what? Let me know when I need to pay attention. That that's And that, to me, means let me know when he's consistently playing for more than a year. Let me know when the numbers are not in the low 20s, and we start talking about, Averaging 30 points a game. Because remember, before the injury, what was he at? 27 a game, 28 a game before the injury? He's playing well. A season or two ago. Like, when when the numbers are still down, no nobody is saying, oh, my God, did you see Zion last night? Like, when he starts to have those moments, then they will come back. But we're not done with him. We're not done with him. It's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Speaking of the NBA, All-Star Weekend all week. 
on ESPN Radio all weekend long, I should say. You got the Rising Stars Friday night, 9 p.m. You got All Stars Saturday night, Saturday at 8. And you've got the All Star game itself, which is Sunday night at 7. And you catch it all right here on ESPN Radio. One story in the NFL that you might have missed, and it could have potentially massive implications. It's on the way after Joe has this from Vivid Seats. Secure the seats and the memories this year from Vivid Seats, your home for every slam dunk, slap shot, and base steal. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn with every single purchase. From buzzer beaters to walk-off home runs, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enough is enough! I have had it with these takes on this plane! Everybody strap in! This plane is headed down the runway and ready for the NFL takeoff. You're damn right it is. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. The season might be over, but the season's never over. Joe, let's roll! Super Bowl 58, the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Joseph, and I'll need your comments on the following. Uh, the Per the Nevada Gaming Control Board, Nevada Sportsbooks broke the state record for Super Bowl wagering. 185.6 million bet in the game just in Nevada passes the record of 179.8. Job well done. Not a massive surprise. On one hand, you have more options than ever before. On the other hand, you had the Super Bowl in Nevada itself, and that's going to entice people to go out there and wager even more so. So to have the two fan bases in town, everyone going nuts with the prop action, the rise of sports betting, it's great to see. Just keep it responsible. Okay. Next, we turn up north of Vegas. The Seattle Seahawks. Dan Graziano said this morning on Get Up that Geno Smith's 2024 salary becomes fully guaranteed if he is on the roster Friday. Here is Dan 
earlier with us, our ESPN NFL insider, on where the Seahawks could turn and if they could be turning to a young man who played at Washington this year and Michael Penix. A lot of people are going to want to connect those dots between Grubb, the new uh, offensive coordinator there, and Penix, who he coached in college. And, and, and that maybe that's, that's part of their thinking. But, you know, they could also be in a situation where they would trade up from 16 if they were looking to draft a quarterback. Remember, they did a lot of work on the quarterbacks in last year's draft. They went out to the pro days and saw and talked to Stroud and Young and Anthony Richardson. They were picking five last year. They had that Broncos pick from the Russell Wilson trade. They didn't have taken one. All those guys were taken before they picked. You know that Seattle is looking around with the idea that at some point they're going to need to find their long-term solution at that position. And Geno Smith, as well as he's played for them, 33 years old, it's possible they just don't see him as that. Interesting, Joseph. Interesting, and the offensive coordinator they're talking about is uh, is Michael Grubb, uh, who was, or Ryan Grubb, excuse me, who had taken the job at Alabama uh, from Washington, of course, went down there with Kalen DeBoer, and now goes to Seattle instead. Uh, you can tie those things together, but I actually think if you do, there's still a scenario where you would see the Seahawks still keep Geno Smith this year and draft a quarterback in the first round with Penix. I don't understand why they would want to move on from Geno Smith. A guy like Michael Penix is not ready to start in the NFL right away. Bo Nix is not ready to start in the NFL right away. Mike McDonald coming in as the head coach in Baltimore. You want to put your stamp on the organization. You want to get your guy under center. I can understand all that. Geno Smith, based on what he's owed and the roster bonus that's due in mid-March, $22.3 million. Is that suddenly a lot of money for a quarterback? You got wide receivers making more money than that. Quarterbacks are routinely going for north of 30, 35, 40 million dollars these days. The highest end deals are closing in on 50 million a year. 22 million dollars for another year of Geno Smith. His quarterback rating 92.1 last season, right ahead of Joe Burrow, right behind Josh Allen. I don't see why Seattle wouldn't want to keep him in the fold for at least another season so that if they do draft a Michael Penix or someone else, that player can sit and learn. I don't think anyone believes Penix is NFL ready from day one. Okay, I'll fight back on it just a little bit to say this. The thought process would be same offensive coordinator, knows the offense, and played the last two full seasons plus 24 years old. Now, having said that, Penix did not have a great week at the Senior Bowl. Not in the least. So there's an argument there. I I'm I tend to side with you, though, on that. Let's go to the next one. You know where that is? Your old hometown, buddy boy. The Philadelphia Eagles. So this is a, a little strange story going on right now with the Eagles and Hassan Reddick. Now, we told you uh, earlier that over the weekend, the Eagles had granted Hassan Reddick permission to seek a trade. Uh, one issue there. Hassan Reddick didn't ask for it. Earlier today, posted on X, never asked for a trade. However, I understand it's a business preparing for whatever's next. Uh, Listen, I understand that they have drafted some young defensive linemen. Dudes had nearly 30 sacks the last two years. What are we doing? I I don't understand how this happens. Have we... Let's workshop this. Has there ever been a scenario where a team has granted a trade request to a player who has not asked to be traded? I, I think there have been teams... It's not a request. They they are saying they have granted permission. So I think what they're saying is the numbers that you're talking about right now for a new contract and he's got one year left, we can't possibly swing. So 
we'll give you a chance to go out there and explore the market now to see if somebody wants to trade for you. And if they do, then we'll make a deal. All right. It'd be a real shame because he has been a fantastic pass rusher. It was his hit that knocked Brock Purdy out of the NFC Championship game, which many in San Francisco say, had that not happened, the Niners would have gone on to win that game. Got the Eagles back to the Super Bowl. They came up short, but Reddick's been a big part of that defense the last few years. I'm interested to see the Eagles turning this entire operation over to all of these Georgia players. Yeah. Let's see if that doesn't form any clicks or lead to any problems. Uh, I'd be careful on that front, man. I'd be very careful letting a guy... Listen, Hassan Reddick can be a game wrecker. And look at what Chris Jones meant the other day to what the Kansas City Chiefs were doing defensively. Made the biggest play of the game in overtime, yeah. forcing and, that Aaron throw when Ayuk was wide open in the end zone. And potentially saved three touchdowns in that game with his pass rush. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I'm not looking forward to getting rid of that guy anytime soon. The Dallas Cowboys. They finally finalized the deal with Mike Zimmer to be their defensive coordinator. So, this was the story that we heard last week was going to happen, and it sounded like it was happening. And then Rex Ryan came out on NFL Countdown the other day and said, yeah, you know what? I'm not so sure that that's a done deal, Adam Schefter. I think that maybe, uh, you know, the big fella himself might be in the mix there. Apparently, they got into some contractual discussions and it caused the Cowboys to reach back out to Rex, but now the deal is done. That's good. That's good. That's always a sign of a well-run operation that makes good decisions, is that right when you get close to signing a contract with someone, Mm. problems occur, and then you reach back out to someone else, but then you go back and sign the guy. Why did all that need to happen to begin with? Again, an organization that was not really prepared for what was going to happen, didn't have a great plan in place, started executing a plan, had hiccups along the way, got their guy, but... You know, Zimmer was out there for a reason. Just quickly, can I ask you this question? Are you at all surprised that Rex hasn't been a DC somewhere else yet? Does he want to be? He really clearly wants to be now, and I I assume that he wanted to be the last couple of years. That's always one of the questions, because sometimes you know you get up there, you've gone through the coaching rigor moral, you've done it all, you end up on TV, you decide maybe you like doing TV and you don't want to get back into the day-to-day grind, so I wasn't sure if he had the desire to do it or not. It's a big personality. You know you bring in a big personality, a young head coach. Are they going to feel threatened by something like that? Yeah. Right? That's like that question. that's something you want to think about because it feels like everyone's always as you talk about protecting their power, protecting their yep. jobs, looking over their shoulders. And I'll just do this one really quickly. The New York Jets. In a post that was probably about 3 minutes after the Super Bowl ended, Woody Johnson confirmed that the Jets will use their legacy white uniform for the future and will unveil new uniforms in April for 2024 that tweet came out right after the super bowl ended yep like someone was sitting there going as soon as this meaningless game ends we can finally get back to talking about the jets it is the off season there are no games to be played this is our time and to be clear that someone was woody johnson came out of his twitter account guy who runs the team yeah Mm -hmm. you're not serious people (laughs) Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Patrick Mahomes has given the rest of the AFC something to think about all offseason. That's next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Chiefs are already focusing on trying to become the first team in NFL history to win three straight titles. I'm going to celebrate tonight. I'm going to celebrate at the parade, and I'm going to do whatever I can to be back in this game next year and try to go for that three-peat. I don't think a lot about that, but I think that would be pretty neat. As long as you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, I feel like this football team has an opportunity to win a Super Bowl or NFL championship. You just have to wonder from what we've seen this year, what's the likelihood that they can get better? What's the likelihood that they get worse? Well, it doesn't feel like they're getting worse anytime soon for sure. Fair? I would say that's fair. 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 Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. When you're trying to find quality candidates, all the searching, screening, interviewing, it can become a job itself. You need, indeed, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to interview, screen, and hire quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Patrick Mahomes was on earlier today with Pat McAfee and had the following to say about the future with the Kansas City Chiefs and what they're capable of. I don't know if I'm necessarily chasing like one team or, or one thing. I just want to make my stamp on the game, and I think we want to make our stamp on the game as Kansas City Chiefs. And um, in order to do that, you have to be great year in and year out. Uh, I mean, you're not always going to win the Super Bowl. We're, we're going to try to, but you're not always going to. But you want to make sure that you give everything you have to give yourself the best opportunity. Um, then you can live with what happens. And uh, we've won three. Uh, we still got a lot of young players. If we can keep Trav and Coach Reed around uh, even longer. I think we'll have a chance to. Uh, as good a chance as anybody to keep winning them. Look, I don't think it's changing anytime soon. I'm looking around the AFC, and there's one guy who's capable of doing it, and I don't know that he can stay healthy enough. That guy's Joe Burrow, but Joe, I, I look around the rest of the conference, I don't know who is coming for the Chiefs who's going to come close to knocking them off. It's fascinating when you listen to Mahomes, fresh off winning a championship, everything he has to say when asked about the title, dynasty, legacy, his place in history, comparisons with Brady, what does next year look like? Everything is just, it's it's present day, it's in the moment, It's it's we're a great group of, group of guys, just trying to figure out how to stay competitive, all that stuff. I think back to when, and this isn't to paint him in a negative light, but when LeBron won the pandemic championship and came out and started talking about how he wants his damn respect and how like that was a completely different version of a post-championship speech than everything we hear from Patrick Mahomes, right? Because yeah. LeBron's chasing Jordan and very much wants to make it clear he believes he's past him and he wants the people to respect the fact that he's gone past him, at least in his eyes. Meanwhile, there's Mahomes just focusing on year in, year out. How do we get back to work? How do we figure out what's going to put us over the top as a great group of guys? Like, that's your leader, selfless leader, focused on winning. 
putting the team first. It's going to be no surprise to find out if he restructures his contract to free up some money for the organization so they can go out there and sign the guys they need to continue competing at a high level. When you are that dialed in as an organization, when that many people are pulling in the same direction, you become awfully difficult to beat. Because every now and again, it just takes the one person who's pulling in a different direction to upset the entire process of trying to go about winning a championship. I don't feel like he's ever going to really truly address the idea of chasing Brady or anything else. I don't I don't think he's ever really going to get full on into it. You know what I mean? No, I like, mean he talked about it last week but he said, "Look, I mean he's got 7. I don't even I don't know. Yeah. Maybe if I win this weekend, you know, you have some sort of but like he kind of wanted to stiff arm it and also paid the utmost respect to Brady in the process. Yes. Like basically stiff armed it in the most polite way possible. Yes. And, and I I don't <sighs> You know what I just feel right now more than anything? Jealousy. When, when a team has somebody like that, it's just pure jealousy for everybody else, for the other 31 teams in the league. Why can't we have that? Well, I mean, the Patriots can't feel jealousy. They had it for their 20 They had it, years. yeah. I mean, it's yeah. generational. That's what yeah. it comes down to. It's a once-in-a-generation type of player. And if you put yourself in a position to make that move, go make the move. That's what this comes down to with Caleb Williams. People use the word generational. If you are an organization and you think that guy is generational, what's preventing you from giving up just about everything to go up and get him? Because you see what that one guy can do. Mahomes has transformed everything about this game, everything about the AFC, everything about the Kansas City Chiefs. If that's what you think with Caleb Williams, why would you screw around with, I don't know if we want to give up that third, second round pick? Like, yeah. who cares? Are you going to, are you guaranteed to hit on those picks anyway? Like the no. amount of times that people dance around on these sort of things. If the guy is the guy, if you trust your evaluations and the guy's the guy, go get him. That's exactly what Kansas City did. Where were they drafting when they picked this guy? Like 25th? I think they were 27th. Okay, 27th. They go trading up to 12 or 13, somewhere in that neighborhood, so they can secure Mahomes. There's the famous story that comes out of Kansas City that when Reed had Mahomes in for a pre-draft visit, they sat down in a room together, they went up on the whiteboard, and they were in that room all day. They ordered food. The famous story about Andy calling out for, for delivery so they could just sit in there and keep talking football. Like, they knew they had their guy in that moment. So, good luck to everybody else. But, again, it's the Mike Tyson effect with the Chiefs. They win some of these games strictly by intimidation. Like, I am convinced, absolutely convinced, that the the, the San Francisco 49ers are just overwhelmed by that team. They are overwhelmed by the idea that they just can't handle those guys. The Chiefs just sat there trying to give it away, and the Niners couldn't take advantage. They were playing shook from the start of that game. See, I don't, I don't look at it that way. I look at it the way that a lot of teams probably look at this and say, you know what, it, there are so many opportunities that are there. Why can't these other teams – take advantage of it. And I bet you if we had those opportunities, we could take advantage of it and finally knock him out, right? What are we talking about yesterday? Knocking the guy out when you have the opportunity to knock him out. And that's not what the 49ers did. But like, I I only think there's a select couple of teams that are really truly intimidated by it because they don't go out there and they beat everybody 45 nothing like Mike Tyson used to knock guys out in 90 seconds. It's not like that. But, like, there are teams that haven't been able to get past them, like Buffalo, like 
like San Francisco. I, I get that. Like, that's in their head. But um, I, I feel like some of the other teams have to look at it and say, man, if we could just find a way to take advantage of some of those things and, and knock the guy out. But at the same time, you look at him like, man, if you're going to tell me he's dead, show me the body. Yeah, you just got to walk through the door when the opportunity yeah. presents itself. Buffalo has had this team. And Buffalo's first three quarters in that playoff game, they were playing fearless. And then it went to the fourth quarter and everybody tightened up because it's the big bad Chiefs and it's the playoffs. Yeah, the well, Chiefs they feel didn't, like now. Chiefs they, didn't do anything yeah. special at the end of that game. The Bills, Josh yeah. Allen panicked and then they missed a field goal. The, the Niners had him on the ropes, had him on the ropes in so many different situations and couldn't figure out how to just walk through the door and end it. That's the, on them. Those teams right now feel like they know something bad's going to happen eventually. Yeah, they just start thinking about it. Go out there and put it on them. The Niners were dominating the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball and lost that game. The first nine Kansas City possessions, five punts, two turnovers, two field goals. Like, that. how do you lose that game? Yeah. I mean, it's amazing to me that Kansas City had, what, 15, 20 yards in the first quarter total? And, and the game's scoreless. <laughs> like 120-something to 20, and you're in that position. Ultimately, you got nobody to blame but yourself. I look around the AFC, man. I don't know if it's changing anytime soon. Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.